the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson at Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to ear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ is both Lord and Savior of you and me. He's both our Savior and the Lord of how life ought to be lived out by you and me. The Bible tells us in the book of Colossians that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is also called the firstborn of many brethren. He's our elder brother, and we are his many brothers. He's the firstborn of many brethren who's supposed to show all of the other brethren who follow him how to successfully represent the Father. Because without him, we won't know how to correctly represent the Father. The firstborn is supposed to be the leaders, the trailblazers. The firstborn is supposed to lead the way so that all the other brothers that follow also go in the right way. The same way that Jesus represented the Father is the same way that we're supposed to represent him too. Our big brother Jesus shows us how to represent the Father the way that God the Father wants us to do. That includes representing Him in our conduct, representing Him in our speech, representing Him with the proper attitudes, and with the proper actions too. We're supposed to be imitators of our Father in all these things, and Jesus will show us how to do what God wants us to do properly, like He's planned for us to do. We're all supposed to be imitators of Christ. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. First John chapter 3, we'll begin to start reading verse 1. Of course, this is the book, the, 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 the epistle of love. Praise God where John and Elder, praise God, is speaking to us about how to fellowship with love. If you're going to walk around with love, who is God? God is love. If you're going to be with God, let me teach you how to be with God so that you can live this thing out like he wants you to do. He said, let me teach you what you need to learn and what you need to do. He starts speaking in verse 1. He says, he says of chapter 3, verse 1, he says, Behold, which means check this out, don't miss this. What matter of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Pause button. If the world still know you real well and it's good with the way they do what they do around you, something wrong. Pause button off. Let's just leave that alone. Hey, man, it didn't work last week and it didn't work this week either. Praise God. (laughs) I'm going to keep using it until it worked, though. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father has bestowed upon us. What kind of love he he has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? Therefore, the world knoweth us not, neither know him. See, it was, a, it was a love that the Father had for us that allowed him to raise up to a new life that he has in store for us. So everything that God says to us in relationship how to be able to live this life is love. I said everything that he shares with us so that we can live this life is love. 
I need to hurry up and explain that. Because a lot of times when God gets to dealing with people like God deal with people, they ain't used to God dealing with people like God deal with people. And they stop thinking it ain't love. You judging me. You saying all kinds of things about me. You didn't, no, excuse me, baby. This is love right here. God love you. The Bible says whom he loves, he chastised. Are you listening to me up in here? Somebody up in here probably can say, yep, he loved me all right. Praise God. Because God will chastise those whom he loves because he want to straighten your tail out so you can let this thing out like he has in store for you so you can be able to live out this sonship that he had his purchase for you. Because it was love that got you this sonship and it's love that's trying to get you to live out this sonship like you're supposed to do. So if he say some things that are uncomfortable for you, just turn around, straighten out, and everything will work out good for you. Are you listening to me up here? Minds me of the story. Some of y'all heard it before. Brad got minds me of the story. A little boy that was sitting there looking at his grandmama one day in a rocking chair. And she was, she was, she had a cat in her hand, praise God, and, and she, in her lap, and she was stroking the cat. But every time she stroked the cat, the cat was going, wham! And she stroked the cat again, the cat going, wham! The little boy looked over at it, and the cat was backwards, praise God. The cat was backwards. So every time she stroked him, she stroked him against his fur. And that's why he would do it, wham! Wham! So he tried to tell her, he said, Grandma, Grandma, he said, you, you stroking the cat backwards. She said, no, my stroke is right. The cat needs to turn around. Because every time God strokes you with his word, you're like, wham! God's stroke is right. You, the cat, need to turn around. Are you listening to me up in here? Only reason why it's uncomfortable to you is because you ain't turned the way you're supposed to be. But once you turn the way you're supposed to be, that same stroke is going to feel so good, so relaxing, and so good. Look at your neighbor and say, wham! Amen. <laughs> Verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. When are we the sons of God? Now. We ain't talking about when the sky open up and when he come get me and you. No, he's talking about right now. We sons of God right now. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When he splits this guy and come get you and I, that's when we're going to leave this flesh behind and we're going to go up in the, in, in, and meet him in, in, in the midair. We're going to be standing at 50,000 feet without a seat. Are you listening to me over here? And we ain't got nothing but air up under our feet. Praise God because God's going to lift us up. It's called a rapture. Blessed be God. And when we drop this flesh behind and go up as a spiritual individual like we are actually, because actually you are a spiritual individual. I ain't got time to teach it. You're a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. Praise God. That's why when a person dies, they leave their body and their body just drops to the ground. Why? Because that's just the clothes you're wearing while you're still around. Just like when you get out of your clothes and let them go, they fall down because they have no life in them because you the life. Well, you the life that's in your flesh. Are you listening to me? So once you leave your flesh, see, the person on the inside is fine. When you see somebody in the hospital, they fine. They, they are fine. Their body jacked up. It ain't working. Are you listening to me? It stopped working. And that's why, amen, so if, it, if, it, if, they, if, if they leave their body, they're not, go, they're not ended. They still going on. Only question is, where they going on? If they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they go to heaven. Praise God. If not, they go to hell. It's just as simple as that. That's what the word has to tell. Are you listening to me up in here? But when, the, but when the sky open up, we're going to get a chance to see Jesus, and we're going to see we just like him. We're going to be like, look at here, look at here. We just like him. But according to the word of God, because we have the word of God, we don't have to wait till then to see that we just like him. We can see it right now. Every time you study the word of God, you're getting a chance to see who you really are. Every time you learn about the Lord, you're getting a chance to find out who you really are. Not who you're trying to be to match the world that you see, but who you really are. Not who you're trying to be and what you're trying to do to fit in with everybody around you, but who you really are. 
Because once you find out who you really are, baby, you're going to be able to be, understand that you just like the Lord. Verse 3 says, and every man that hath his hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure, which means there's still something you need to do. Why is that? Because if you've already pure completely, then there's no reason for you to purify yourself completely. Theologically speaking, there's three levels of sanctification. There's three types of sanctification. You ain't got time for all that. I'll give you two of them, though. First one is called, praise God, positional sanctification. That's when you first get born again. I'm giving you all deep theology stuff right here. It's called positional sanctification. That's when you first get born again. Spirit of the Lord moves in on the inside of you and recreates you into the image and likeness of God and causes you to be holy on the inside. You on the inside, the real you, you are holy. You are pure and perfect. He sealed you unto the day of redemption with Jesus Christ, covered you with a Holy Ghost baggie to make sure that you don't get jacked back up again. Are you listening to me up in here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that when he come and get you, you are pure because you've been made sanctified before God. You've been cleansed and holy before God. But then there's a second side to this, and that's called experiential holiness, or experiential sanctification. That's how you live your life out. That's on the outside. See, that's why it says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You're already holy on the inside. Now you got to learn to live it on the outside. You're already right on the inside. You got to learn to live right on the outside. That's why you got to go through your flesh to learn to live right. You got to go through your feelings to learn how to live right. You got to go through your mind to learn right. So if you never learn what you're supposed to learn, you'll keep living like you did before you was turned rather than living like you're supposed to live after you get turned. That's why the moment you get born again, he says unto you that I want you to submit yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. We're not supposed to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's why you got to get your mind renewed so you can find out who is the new you so you can begin to live out the new you and be able to show on the outside what's actually already happened on the inside. You're perfect before God on the inside. Now it's turn to learn how to do that on the outside. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Whosoever, he said, as we continue on, he said, and so then therefore you'll purify yourself, which means you'll quit tripping and start doing things the way you're supposed to do. Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law, for the sin is the transgression of the law. Now when it says law, it's talking about the deep teachings and doctrines of God. God gives us teachings, instructions to be able to know how to live this thing out like we're supposed to now that we are living in the life that we ought to. Are you listening to me up in here? He gives us instruction. That's why the Bible is the B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. It shows you how to live your life while you're still on this earth. That while you're still here, this teaches you what to do, what not to do, how to live your life like you ought to so that you can be able to experience the benefit of being a son of God like you ought to and live a higher life than God's, than, than, than the world got planned for you. Verse 5 says, And ye know that he was manifested, speaking of Jesus, to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. See, Jesus didn't just come to be able to uh, pay the sin price for us. That was one of the things he did for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But he also came to take away our sin. Are you listening to me up in here? If I took something away from you, you wouldn't have it no more. Praise God, which means you couldn't use it no more. Like, for instance, this woman up in here, praise God, powerful woman of God. She was here tambourining like a mug a little while ago. Praise God. She was on beat and stuff all out her seat and dancing and having a ball. Praise God. But if I took her tambour away from, tambourine from her, praise God, then it's not available to her to be able to use no more. Praise God. Go ahead and beat that tambourine now. Praise God. Go ahead. I'm waiting on you to beat your tambourine. Huh? I have it. So that means she can't do it. Well, if he took your sin from you, then that means you can't do it. Praise God. Amen. The only way you can do it is she had to go get another tambourine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Because I got her other one. Praise God. Amen. 
And all of us keep going back and getting more sin. Praise God when he done took it away from you. God, God, God didn't just come to be able to pay the price for it. He came to take it away from you so that you don't have it no more. Therefore, you can't use it no more. But if you're still using it, it's because you keep going and getting some more from the one who has the sin, and that's Satan. Are you listening to me up in here? You ain't getting it from God. You're getting it from Satan. Praise God. And God's trying to teach us now how to live this thing out without the sin that he took from us. Because we're still trying to live in, live in the sin that he did, that he already took from us. And then we listen to the bad teaching coming on through all the air nowadays. It's all over Christian TV and everything where people are telling you it don't matter what you do. And then other churches that's trying to get more members are saying the same thing too. And they're saying, it don't matter what you do. It's okay that you do what you do. God don't even bother with that. You align your breath stinks. Somebody died in order to pay for that. Are you listening to me that? And so if he took it away from you, it matters. That would be like you saying, you got a little child and they over there playing with a knife and then you took it away from them. But then you look over and see they got another knife and you say, well, it don't matter what you're doing. It mattered the same way it did the first time when you saw them with a knife than it did this time when you see them with a knife. So just because you save, it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter to you that you're still holding that knife. God's going to come and try to get you away from that knife from you too. But you're trying to snatch it back. Ain't nothing wrong with this knife. Ain't nothing wrong with that knife. Fool, let them take the knife from you. Praise God. Before you hurt yourself or somebody else. Are you listening to me up in here? God's trying to take it away from me and you. Now verse 6 says, whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither known him. That's what we've been working on. It's that whosoever sinneth, God's talking to. Remember, he's speaking to the saints here. He's not talking just to the ain'ts. He's talking to the saints here. He's saying to them, whosoever is still sinning is a person that has neither seen him, neither known him. Last time we got a chance to find out that that word seen is talking about stare at him. That they haven't stared at him. Why? Because the longer you look at something, the more you'll get a chance to understand something. The longer you look at something, you begin to see the details of that thing. Most folk don't really see God like they're supposed to. That's why they keep doing things that they ought not do. It's because they don't see him. That's what the word said. They don't see him like they're supposed to. Well, that's not us. We've seen him like we're supposed to. Say it in faith. Praise God. Yes, I have. Praise God. We found out it's not about seeing him like I get. I saw, I saw Jesus, you know, on a taco. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, praise God, the word of God. You know, where we've seen the word of God. We've seen it like we're supposed to. And we stared at it. We ain't trying to just read our Bible in a year. But we are reading our Bible all year. We're not trying to read how, as many scriptures as we can read. Why? Because you're just glancing over it. You're not staring at it. That's one of the reasons why it is that we keep doing what we do because we don't stare at the word of God like God told us to do. That's why we're supposed to study it for a long period of time. What's wrong with your church? They keep talking about the same subject for, for almost a whole year. No, it's a whole year. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the reason why is so that we can stare at it because that what makes it so that we don't sin. Because if we do it the way we're supposed to do it, then it'll work. If you don't do it the way you're supposed to do it, it won't work. Are you listening to me up in here? God told me when he opened up his church, I want somebody to do it my way. And I said, well, sir, you're going to get somebody to do it your way. So I'm going to stare at stuff like he told us to do. And we're going to stay on it and find out the more you look at it, the better it gets. The more you get out of it, the more it'll reveal to you. And it'll show you more and more and more, give you more understanding about what you ought to know so you can know clearly what you ought to do. Hallelujah. We learned about that last time, but most folks that we found out, they don't do that. They don't take heed to the word of God. They don't discern it clearly. They don't consider it. They don't observe it. They don't mark it. They don't take no notes. They don't read the Bible. They, they disregard and ignore everything that God got to say. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad he ain't talking about you. I don't know what to do. 
That's why we do it the way God said do. But let's look at the second part of what he said today. He said in verse 6, Whosoever sinneth, excuse me, whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither known him. Neither known him. That not only they ain't seen him, they don't know him either. Now that word known right there is the Greek word genosko. It's spelled G-I-N-O-S-K-O. Genosko, like Bosco. Genosko. I'm dating myself. Praise God. It's like genosko. Which means no absolutely. Which means no absolutely. See, this is important. Because a lot of folks say they know the Lord, but they don't know the Lord. They know the Lord like they know Michael Jackson. Because everybody, oh, I know Michael Jackson. No, no, you don't. That's why you're so shocked when you find out he was sleeping with little boys. Praise God. And still didn't even want to accept that because you didn't know him. You knew of him, but you didn't know him. Just like the same thing that people know with the Lord. They know of him, but they don't know him. Because if they knew him, they wouldn't sin. Because if they knew him, absolutely, they wouldn't sin. They kind of know him. I know he's a savior. Yes, he is. But he's also a Lord that tells you how to act if you his. Praise God. Because if you knew him, absolutely, you would do what he said do. Because if you don't know him, absolutely, then you'll think that something else about him is true. You'll think that it's okay to do certain things. You think it's all right to do certain things. And the reason why you think that is because you don't know him. Because if you knew him, you wouldn't even go there. Are you listening to me up in here? For example, for example, for example, I'll use myself for example. Praise God. There are many people up in here. Praise God. A few people up in here that know me. Praise God. But some people know me, but they don't know me. Like, let's look at this. They said, well, I heard pastor like to eat. Praise God. I guess you can look and see that. Praise God. Hey, man, that shows how much. That don't show how much I like to eat. That shows how much I don't like exercising right now. Praise God. That's what it shows. Praise God. Amen. But let's just say that we're going to use, for example, that I like to eat. Praise God. You said, well, I heard pastor like to eat. Oh, yeah, he ain't scared to eat. Praise God. Amen. And so, well, she said, well, I'm going to fix him a wonderful meal. I'm going to bring it up here for lunch tomorrow. Praise God. I'm not trying to get nobody to bring me no lunch tomorrow. I'm just saying that for an example. And so, let's say, for instance, that person said, mm, I know what to do. I'm going to fry him some golden fried chicken. And, ooh, I can see it dripping out. And I'm going to have some hot sauce on the side ready for him, too. Praise God. And then they said, and, 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 and I'm going to cook him some greens. Ooh, I'm going to cook him some greens. I'm going to clean them first. And then I'm going to cook him some greens. I'm going to cook him in fat back. Praise God. I'm going to cook him in some, some fat back. Praise God. And, 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 and cook him up. up and that, and that. Ooh, these greens going to be like, mm, they're going to be so good. And I'm going to cook him some cornbread. Praise God. And I'm going to use some lard. Praise God. To be able to, to, be able to, to, be able to cook it up and you know like that i'm gonna oh i'm gonna hook him up praise god and i know what to do i'm gonna bring him a little wine cooler on the side praise god hallelujah i'll bring a little wine cooler on the side and then brought that to me and uncovered it and stuff you don't know me but you my pastor but you don't know me because if you knew me you'd know nothing on that list is anything that i would ever put in my mouth First of all, I don't eat meat. I said, I don't eat meat. Praise God. God told me not to eat meat. I ain't telling you not to eat meat. I'm telling you what he told me to do. Why did he tell you that? I don't know. I didn't ask him. I just accepted he know what he's talking about. Praise God. I'm one of those silly people that think he knows something what he's talking about. So I don't need to ask him. He know the end from the beginning. And so if he come to tell me to do something, all I need to do is do that. The one thing I love about God, he don't always tell you everything. You don't need to know everything. Just do what I said do. For instance, he say flee fornication. He don't tell you the rest, like baby mama drama, baby daddy drama. You know, he don't, he don't talk about none of that. He don't be dealing with all that. Hey, come on up here. Court cases and money spent. And he don't deal with all that. He don't even tell you about all that. All he say to you is flee fornication. That's all he say is flee fornication. Hey, Amen. Somebody, well, why? There are reasons. 
I mean, because the kid now ain't going to know his daddy. The kid ain't going to know their mama, praise God, and stuff like that. And, and, and they're going to miss out on living the life that they're supposed to live. I ain't saying that it can't be corrected and things can't be made better. But it's not going to be living by design the way it's supposed to do. Whereas they're going to be able to sit there in class when everybody else got mama and daddy sitting there. they just looking at mama sit there. they ain't looking at daddy sit there. Praise God. Then they start feeling a little different about themselves. Praise God. Because I don't care how much you talk to a child about it. It don't matter. It does matter. Praise God. Hallelujah. But he ain't going to get into all that explanation. All he going to tell you is flee fornication. Don't lay with nobody until you commit to that person and they committed to you. And then stick around for a few years after they committed to see if they really meant what they said to you before you turn around and invite them in the golden gates to be able to have all these kids and stuff. Are you listening to me up in here? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the word. Hallelujah. So that you can find out what you really got when you got the package. Because see, a lot of y'all buy the package, but after you open it, you find out later on what you bought. Praise God. And then you'll be having buyer's remorse. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. And now you're going to mess up the kid's life because of you messing up. Come on up in here. So God don't explain all of that. All he says is flee fornication. So if the person know God know what he's talking about, then they don't need a long explanation. He said flee, flee. That's what we do. He told me to quit eating meat. I eat quit eating meat. I, ain't got no, I don't need no explanation. I, he knows something. I don't know. But I trust that. Are you listening to me up in here? But the point of the matter is, is that the reason why you would bring me that is because you don't know me. Because if you knew me, you would know I don't, there's nothing that, that, that I don't want to do. You would know me because you don't know me absolutely. Well, see, how about this? The reason why we do what we do and still bringing plates before God with stuff on it that ain't nothing that he eat, have nothing to do with and have nothing to be bothered with. And we bring it before him like it's okay because we don't know God. That's why we bring our unsaved boyfriend or girlfriend to him talking about God bless this mess. When I told you clearly what, what fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness and darkness have with light. And you telling me to bless Satan's little brother being with you? <laughs> His sister laying with you? Is you crazy? But you don't know him. See, the problem is that the church of the living God don't know God like they're supposed to. And because if they knew God like they're supposed to, they wouldn't sin like they do. Because they would know who he is. Are you listening to me up here? And understand a little bit more about being his. That word also translates understand, genosco, to know. It also means to understand. See, if a person continues in sin after becoming a Christian and being in Christ, then they could not possibly have understood who Jesus is who came to save them, who he is who came to save us. They couldn't understand that because they couldn't understand why he saved them, why he went through he did. Why did he pay such a vicious price for me and you in order to pay for the price of sin? Then if you understand what the vicious price he paid to be able to pay for that sin, it wouldn't be appealing to sin. Because you would understand what he did for you. If you would understand what that sin actually does, that it ain't fun. It ain't just fun. Now, Satan wants to camouflage it and cover, cover it up and sugarcoat it with fun. Oh, it's just fun. Oh, I, was, I wasn't doing anything. It's just fun. No, you were in sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, then, and the wages of sin is death. It ain't, it ain't like, well, it could be death. No, it is death. Are you listening to me? Some death of some way is going to manifest someday. It's gonna, I'm not saying forgiveness isn't offered to you, but death is still going to manifest for you. It ain't going to be the eternal death. He handled the eternal death part, but he didn't handle the, the, the temporary death part. Like, for instance, if you was to fornicate today, praise God. Well, that's all the way I have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that it's true, that God really does want all of us to be images of Him. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what you need to do to take advantage of the awesome opportunity to be like God so that we can walk like Him and talk like Him like He wants us to do and enjoy the kind of life that He wants lived by me and you. 
That can only happen when we're more like God, like he wants all of us to be and do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, we invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God straight from heaven just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers a word of faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let the brothers of Word of Faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.